Hey, this is Alex with the Unbiased Trailblazer podcast. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Unbiased Blazers. There's a link in our bio for our Discord server where you can join in on the discussions, give us takes, give us comments, or simply just join in on a podcast. Also, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave a review. We'd love to hear what your thoughts are on this podcast. Now, let's get to the show. And as always, Rip City, baby. Three, two, one, zero, zero. Lift off and the clock has started. Rip City, we have returned for episode 31 of the unbiased trailblazer podcast this is alex and i've got fawad here with me how you doing fawad i'm good how are you doing doing pretty good first off i just want to say sorry for missing last week we all kind of got a little busy so we weren't able to ever really sit down and have a little podcast session so this is the first time i think this whole season we've missed a week and uh hopefully that's a, a rare rare instance but other than that we uh we have a lot of stuff to talk about. There's been a lot that's been going on, so uh, I think that extra little week off gave us a couple extra things to talk about. Um, most importantly, we have heard from Lillard since he had that surgery on his uh, his core muscles. Um, do did you listen to that to that press conference at all? I just listened to one or two clips. Um, I didn't catch the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, I I listened to it for a little. I was at work when I when I actually sat and listened to it, so I was kind of a little sidetracked at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, but essentially, what he said, I liked what I heard from him. Um, a couple things that I that I want to like point out is he said that he is not coming back until he is like one hundred percent healthy from it. So he's he is not in a rush to come back. Um, I don't know how that makes you feel, but for me, I always hate it when like they give you a time frame of like six, you know, like for him, I think it was six to eight weeks. And then like the six week mark rolls around. And then it's like, there's this pressure for them to come back right then. And it's like, if you're not healthy, don't come back now. There's no point in you've done this surgery. Let it, let it heal. Even if it takes eight weeks, even if it takes nine or 10 weeks. Um, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I'm completely on the same page, uh, especially since it's been an injury that has been nagging for a couple of years. Like I want to make sure he's, as ready and healthy as possible. Yeah, I mean, listening to his his thing, he I mean, he even said, um, like the doctors were like, "How in the hell are you yeah. playing basketball with this?" And and Lillard said himself, he's like, "I've been dealing with this for multiple years." He actually said he doesn't even remember the last time it wasn't hurting. So like, that's how long, how far back it goes. And you know, this this doctor's like that dude. I don't even know how it's possible that you're playing through this. So that just shows you right there what type of warrior mentality he has. Like he, he plays and he pushes through and, and kind of like he said, I know we're kind of jumping all over in this uh, press conference, but he even made a comment like for the majority of his career, he has been available all the time. And that's true. I mean, missed maybe a week or two every once in a while, but it's like, he's never had a serious injury, uh, always available and plays through a lot of pain. So that's all you can ever ask for from any player on your team, but let alone your, you know, your your star, your one big player. Uh, do you have anything you want to comment on that? 
Oh, I think you're covering everything. Like uh, we can go on all day about how how much Damon sacrificed and given his all to the team. Just it, oh, I'm I don't know. I don't even know what to say. I'm like just so grateful for him, and I'm happy that he's finally taking the time to like uh, deal with his own issues. Yeah, Hopefully. and 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 like you said right there, he had to decide: is it worth? playing through again or is it worth in the long run to get this fixed now and you know play for either late season or next season and i think a lot of us all agreed i think majority of us all agreed that the best bet was for him even before like even before we were like it's time to tank and you know all this stuff the best thing for him was to to get this surgery done and um i know it's hard for him and a lot of people wanted him to get the surgery after the Olympics when we first heard that yep. it like flared up again. So it's, which, <laughs> we're past due. Which is crazy to think that like he every year he's had time off after, you know, once the season was over, but then this year he has the Olympics and then we see like how bad it actually is getting. So that that rest that he had during the off season clearly was a much bigger factor than anybody probably realized because he finally doesn't have rest pretty much because of the off season, having the Olympics. And now he's can barely even play. And we saw he struggled, struggled big time at the beginning of the season. So clearly the rest in the off season definitely helps him. Um, so I think the surgery and the rest that he's getting right now is totally gonna, we're going to see a new, not a new Lillard, but we're going to see, I, I don't want to say old, old Lillard, but like, we're going to see what we're used to seeing. I, I really yeah. think that. Well, I mean, actually, now that I say that, remember he got that cortisone shot, and the first couple games he was like back to normal, and he even admitted yeah. that he felt good. So clearly, we know that it it definitely can happen. Yeah, it's not like he's washed or anything. Yeah, which a lot of people are saying it's time to get rid of him. He's done for, and it's like, I uh, good luck. <laughs> I just ignore all that. Yeah, right. So here is one thing though I did want to talk about with this press conference, and I want I want your take on it because. I'll ex- I'll explain the way I viewed it. So, someone asked him if the Trailblazers are playing for a draft pick for the rest of the season. Is Lillard going to come back? And Lillard says, "Let me just make sure I have. I want to say exactly." He says, "If we're going to play for a draft pick, then it wouldn't make sense because I'm not going to play for a draft pick. I'm just not capable of that." So. Let me ask you this. I 100% expect that answer from him. Like that's, I would never expect to hear him say, yeah, we're just going to suck it up for the rest of the year and get a draft pick. Do you take that as him just acknowledging, yeah, maybe it's better that I just sit out if we're tanking? Or do you take that as him saying, I do not want us to tank, even if I'm not playing for the six to eight weeks? I want us to try to play, and it's going to piss me off if we try to tank the rest of the season. Oh, I definitely took it. This is, this is why I was surprised when I heard it. I took it as him saying that he's okay with tanking, but if that is the case, then it's there's no point of him coming back. But, you know, if Simons and Little are so good that we're not, we don't end, we don't end up tanking and we're, like, in a playoff position, then he'll come back. Yeah, and like you said it's hard 
right now, we haven't got to it yet, but we will. We're playing pretty good basketball. Obviously, we've kind of had an easier schedule, but we've actually had a, a road trip that we've won a couple games on. So, like you said, if you know we're in that playoff contention, if we're you know the nine, eight, seven seed, ten, nine, eight, seven, Lillard definitely is going to come back for that. But I'm I'm like part of me logically, I think he under Lillard understands that. Yeah, it probably is in the long run probably better to not make the playoffs and get that draft pick because you pretty much lose out on it if you if you don't. Um, but at the same time, he's not the type to want to just tank for any reason. So it almost felt like he was to me at least. I'm I feel like I'm explaining this terribly, but it almost feels like he's saying if we are tanking. He's not happy about it, and he's not going to come back and play. And I would be afraid that in the off season and the season after that, that it could create issues because he's annoyed that that's the option they went with. I, I'll never know. I'm not in the head of him, but that's how I took it, and I don't want him to be mad, and I don't think anybody wants him to be annoyed that you know we're tanking or anything like that. So, you know, um, this is why I wanted to watch this segment of the thing. Because I was a little bit confused about it too, and I didn't get to see like the actual clip. I just saw the like what you read. Um, before before I read it, I probably would have been on the same page as you that he doesn't want us tanking no matter what. Um, but I don't know. I guess the way I just read it seemed like he was okay with it if he's out, uh, which is why I was surprised. But it can also maybe read as him saying that. He's not okay with tanking, but you know, if the team is just that bad without him, he's just going to let them you know, stay bad and stay like the 11, 12, 13 seed if that's where they are um, when he's <clears throat> like near the end of his timeline. Sure, but, sure. But if they're doing well, um, 9, 10 seed-ish, then he'll, yeah, then, then he'll come back. Um, but the other thing is, I felt I feel like he's not expecting us to like to be tanking. Like I said, like he thinks if we are that bad, then okay, whatever. But I don't think he's thinking that like we will be that bad. Well, and that you you have a great point because that could explain why we're seeing what we're seeing. You know, everybody's thinking it's time to just tank and get that draft pick, and yet you see us going out there and putting together good games and you know competitive games so you you're probably 100 right you probably know i mean let's be honest we know that this team can be a good team it's just the defensive issues that we have i mean really we're missing lillard but we have simons who you know since lillard has officially been out has stepped up like you know i mean it's almost like having lillard out there anyways the way he's been playing lately not quite but pretty pretty damn close yeah, as close as um, you can get for yeah, like I mean, fourth year player. Yeah, we have CJ still. We have Nurk still. Uh, Robert Covington's really starting to like play like he like how we were used to seeing at first, and it's you know it's really good to see. And then we yeah, have the little young guys who's, are stepping up too. Exactly, we have Trenton little Watford who's has been like so good. We've talked about Trenton Watford before. I enjoy yeah. watching him play. He he he's kind of like little. He brings high energy. He has so and much he, hustle, so much energy. Yes. It's yes. And he was making some plays last. Uh, was it last night that we played? Or yeah, it was because yeah. I forgot that the game was going. Yeah, he was making <laughs> some plays, and 
offensively and defensively. He, oh, that's right. Oh, Fawad was supposed to be at that game. If it wasn't for COVID. Yeah. Uh, not to, you know, rub it in you, but you missed a crazy block by Watford because that one block he had was nasty. I can't remember who yeah. he blocked, though. I'm trying to think of who it was. Uh, he, I can't like, remember. Even other than the last game, he's been good for like a few games in a row now. And oh, for been, sure, yeah. It's been really unexpected. He's he's not even a second round uh, second round draft pick. He's on a two way. I think he went undrafted. So, yep. speaking of unexpected, I'll let I'll go ahead and let you uh, shout out somebody real quick. <laughs> I think you're talking about CJ Elvey, and I, I'm I'm in complete shock, but uh, with the way he's been playing, I used to think that he was not ever going to have a career in the NBA. I thought he definitely would not get a contract after this year, and I was surprised that he was even getting minutes despite, like, how bad we are. But over the last, like, what, 10, 10 games at this point, he's been, he's been play, he's been more than playable. He's been, like, serviceable. He's uh, scoring point. he's scoring field goals, like, pretty much every game, at least one, uh, usually two or more. Uh, his shooting percentages are not bad. I think he's shooting, like, 38% from three in, in that stretch. Uh, like Probably 50% from field or like 45 or something like that. So I'm very pleasantly surprised by the way he's playing. He's hitting the open shots. He's hustling. Uh, he, I've seen him get in, I've seen him get deflections more than more than once. So I, I'm just very uh, pleasantly surprised by this uh, turnaround that came out of nowhere. Yeah, I mean, I think at least for me, I have to kind of eat my words a little bit because yeah, for sure, I, kinda, I, I was ripping on him too. Kind of like you said, I I did not see him, um, you know, getting another contract. I we had made the comments before that he might be one of the worst players in the NBA. Um, this is a small sample size, obviously, yeah. but he's been playing well. Like I mean, he not you know not you know out of this world, but also not terrible he's what he's been doing is more than serviceable and you you can't really say anything bad about the way he's been playing lately um yeah and i was talking about deflections i just i looked it up he's had at least one steal in the last six games in a row including three steals in one of the games he had seven assists in a game too he had seven assists in a game see yeah, i didn't know I, that i must have missed that game because i don't remember Jeez. that at all one thing I can say about him, and I think it's true for a lot of players that come off the bench, is he does bring energy. He does try pretty pretty damn hard. You can tell that he is trying. It's not that he's not trying. Um, so sometimes he gets a little out of control. I was I was talking about how sometimes it seems like he doesn't really know when he gets the ball. It doesn't seem like sometimes he knows what he's doing. Like he just dribbles to a spot and then passes the ball away a lot. But, I mean... Truly, truly, we've we've talked bad about him before. You know, we've made our little jokes, but truly, he is playing much better than he has been, and I'm surprised, and I'm I'm glad that he is because it's I don't want to be like, oh, this CJ Ellaby sucks, but he's he's been playing well. I can't can't deny that he it's it's weird to say. I never thought I would say it. Honestly, I swear to you, I never thought him and him and Blevins. I'd be like, there's no way we'd ever say that. But here I am saying it. Hopefully Blevins is next. Yeah, that would be nice. Right. Um, so just to kind of wrap up Dame Dame's out for at least six to eight weeks. He said, well, I, that if, I was going to say eight weeks puts him, um, 
mid mid March, so probably still three weeks left in the season, maybe four. I don't know exactly when the playoffs start. Okay, so so time to make a move. If if we are in the playoffs, he can come back and still try to you know move us up a spot or two. Yeah. So yeah, he's out six to eight weeks. If we're in the playoff hunt, he said he's going to come back. If we're not in the playoff hunt, he said he's done for the season. So for right now, it's all about rest and just him getting ready for for that six to eight week mark. Um, so it's weird. It's uh, tell me if it's weird for you. Cause it's weird for me watching games and not seeing Lillard out there. It was at first, it actually hit me like two games ago. I don't remember exactly who we were playing. Um, but yeah, that's when it hit me. I was like, we're actually watching Blazers games where Dame isn't playing. And I was like, this is so, this is so strange. Oh, I remember the moment it was when, um, we played that weird lineup. It was against Miami, I think, with like Trendon. I don't remember, but it was like five guys at the end of the bench. And I was like, this is Dame's team that I'm watching right now. And it just hit me like, not going to be here for the next pretty much two months. Um, exactly. Yeah. But I think we've, I'm I mean, like we've obviously. We've obviously watched games where he's not been in, yeah. but it's never been like a he's going to be out for two months or, you know, yeah. he's out for a month. It's oh a couple games or, you know, so it's weird watching it and not seeing him out there. Um, so with that being said, with Lillard, you know, saying that about the draft picks and the playoffs, where do you see this team heading? Do you see this team heading towards the playoffs? I, can, I know we kind of just talked about it a little bit. Do you see them heading towards the draft? And also... I know last podcast, I think you said that you were for them tanking and trying to get a draft pick. Are you still with that idea? It's a little bit complicated. Um, <clears throat> I definitely understand. Okay, let, let me just start off by saying I switched. Um, so I'm, I'm for the playoffs now. But I still understand the tanking side and like how in the long run, it is probably beneficial um, You know, to get a high draft pick, whether we keep it or trade it, whatever. But like at this point, I'm having so much fun watching Simon's ball out, watching uh, Nasir Little play well, um, watching everyone play well. I and we're we're tenth seed right now, only two two and a half games back from the seventh seed, I think. So we're within reach. Where um, we have a solid team. Norm is not even back yet. I think he's back next game though. So like we can definitely make yes. the playoffs. We're probably cl- I think we definitely are closer to the playoffs than. Um, a spot where we would get like a high draft pick. So I'm all for the playoffs now. Um, I, we have the third easiest remaining strength of s- schedule. So like we're going to be facing a lot of bad teams. So it's going to be hard to lose those even if we wanted to. Um, we, have, we have four games left against the Thunder, three against uh, the Rockets. Like those those teams are tanking. <laughs> we're a couple of tiers above them. So I think... No matter if we try to tank, we probably end up like the eleventh, twelfth seed. So why not just go all in, try to get that, try to get to six if that's possible. It's not out of reach yet. Yeah, I mean, when we did, when we talked on the last podcast, we had talked about you know what we thought was best. Like you said, in the long run, obviously it probably is better to get that draft pick. But like you said, <laughs> seeing Simon's play the way he's playing. Seeing Nas play the way he's playing, it's like you can't help but like want to just want them. I mean, in any game you watch, you want you want the team yeah. to win. But like seeing them play the way they're playing, it's like, damn, 
I can't watch and be happy that they're losing. If the if yeah. I was for the tank, I think I would just have to stop watching because I can't I can't watch and be happy that they lost. And Lillard even made the comment, you know, he at first he had a hard time watching um he had a hard time watching the games in general. Any game, but you know, Blazers obviously. But he says watching the Seer Little, watching Simons play the way they're playing, it's like it's you can see them like maturing and, you know, developing into even better players with this extra, you know, play time and extra responsibility. So for me, I am 100% fine at this is going to be a very boring answer. I'm 100% fine with either way. If we try to make a push for the playoffs, I'm totally behind it and I get it. And, and, and honestly, let's be honest, that's probably what I would want because I, like you said, I don't want to root for a losing team to tank. So I know it'll be a first round exit, but I mean, winning games is fun. I don't know what to say. You, you know what? Let's. I'm gonna be honest with you. The year that we lost Nurkic, and we went to the Western Conference Finals, did you expect that? Year. Oh, like after Nurk went down? No. Yeah, after Nurk went down, did you expect to make it that far? Not. I thought we were gonna be first round exit. So I mean, anything is possible, and you know, Lillard coming back healthy, anything's possible. We could make. You know, we we make it into the playoffs as a eight, seven, six seed. What you know, whatever it is, anything's possible. I mean, the Warriors beat the Mavericks when it was you know what I think it was like oh six or something like that or oh five. I mean, truly, anything's possible. We could make another deep run. I mean, this could be the last year that we see the lineup that we have if no trades are made. This might be the last time we see Nurkic. This might be the last time we see Simons. I mean. It's it's a weird situation to be in. I think a lot. I think we'll know the plan if trades are made. If yeah, CJ gets traded, yeah. If CJ gets traded, that tells me that they're wanting to re-sign Simons. If CJ doesn't get traded, I don't know how we can afford to sign Simons. The way, especially the way he's playing right now. If that continues, CJ doesn't get traded. That raises a lot of questions, not just about Simons. Well, it, this could be a whole podcast. Literally, yeah. it literally could be a whole podcast. We've probably done, already done a full podcast on it. CJ's trade value every day gets worse. Well, teams don't want his contract, and he's not. Don't, but at the same time, um, about the only thing we had was Ben Simmons, and that dumb general manager <laughs> doesn't want to do nothing. So it was going down by the day. But now that Dame is out, I think he has a chance to bring that back up. That's true. Like, I mean, like time will tell. Was solid. He had like 19 on like 8 for 11 or something like that. I think 6, 7 assists. Can... And and not that I hate CJ. Not at all. I, I mean, love I, CJ I have no problem. I like him. him as a player too, just not on yeah. our team. I just think if we want to be a winning organization, he's the piece that we have to move to get other pieces. Um, and I think, like I said, I think it's going to tell a lot at the trade deadline or, you know, before the trade deadline, if CJ stays, I think, well, unfortunately we're going to be saying bye to Simons because I, there's no way Simons is going to take that big of a pay cut if he keeps playing the way he's playing. And there's no way that we're going to match some crazy offer that the Brooklyn uh, Nets offer. We're going to Simons a little bit and a little bit more detail in a bit too, but. I'm yeah. pretty much in agreement with what you're saying. Yeah, so for me, I obviously I'm leaning towards the playoffs. I know last time I said leaning towards tanking, 
like I said, I'm I'm really a hundred percent either way. Um, yeah, I'm not. I just against, I'm not against tanking. I just prefer playoffs. I almost just want them to commit to one. Just either commit to trying to make the playoffs or commit to tanking. Because if you don't commit to you know if you don't commit to tanking and you just kind of play average and you end up being the you know the tenth eleventh seed, that draft pick isn't going to be as worth <laughs> as much as you know actually trying to tank for it. So yeah, and. I agreed with you um, for like the last couple of days, but then yesterday I was thinking, I was looking at the standings actually, and what I noticed was that the East, there's like teams that are 500, or I guess actually not anymore, but a couple of days ago, the 11th seed was 500. So I was like, even if we do stay in this like middle area where we just barely missed the playoffs, there's going to be, it's not going to be like the 14th seed, it's probably going to be like the 10th because the East is actually good this That's... year. That's and a good tenth point. pick is not bad. Like uh, you can get like a major player from the tenth seed. Well, I haven't looked into the draft hardly oh, at yeah. all. I don't know any of the guys. I'm just saying, like any given year. Yeah, from what I've heard, it's a very top-heavy draft. Like the first five picks are like those are the those are the dudes you want, and then it kind of even slowly goes like- down three, four years in a row, and every time there's always some diamond <clears throat> near the end of the lottery. For sure. For sure. I mean, I feel like we got lucky with Simons. I feel like we got lucky mm-hmm. with Nasir. Um, Dame was an earlier pick, but I mean, you go back and redo that draft, he's the number two pick. I, I mean, honestly, I'd probably take him over Anthony Davis at this point. Anthony Davis really hasn't done done much. I think I agree, yeah. But I mean, one or two. But anyways, either way, I just want us to commit one way or the other. And I think we're committed to the making the playoffs, and I'm fine with that. So I have no problem with it. Um, let's move on to the next topic real quick. It's something that you brought up to me that I didn't even know about till you did. There are some trade rumors for Robert Covington, which we've all talked about. You know, him being a trade piece to you know trade away. Um, you said it was Utah Jazz, correct? So it Mark sounds Heinrich sounds reported it. Yeah, sounds like the Utah Jazz are interested in trying to make some kind of trade for Robert Covington. And you said you had heard Joe Ingles in a first round pick. That was just from like people throwing it out, but um, it was re- it was only reported that Jazz are interested in Covington. They didn't say gotcha. what um, what they would be willing to offer but based on like contracts and what uh, their fans are saying. Ingles and maybe a first or second is probably what we're looking at. Okay. So that got me looking to see like what kind of trade scenarios, you know, different articles had for Robert Covington. And I just wanted to bring up a couple. This is from Blazer's Edge and it's kind of old. It's from December 24th. Um, but obviously the contract still would match. But tell me what you would think about. I had just a couple. Um, this one was Robert Covington and Tony Snell to the Hornets for Kelly Oubre and Vernon Carey Jr. I don't know much about Vernon Carey Jr. He's um, a this is his second year in the league. He hasn't done too much. But but he is a center. Snell is not doing anything and Covington is leaving, so I I would do that trade just cuz Oubre's not that bad. So he's not great, but he like is basically getting you're getting value either way because Covington's leaving and Snell is nothing. So I would do then it. They, yeah, I mean, I would too. I think 
we're going to lose Covington either way. So mm-hmm. I think getting something for him, Kelly Oubre is a decently, he's a player that you could definitely start at small forward. Um, one other trade, obviously we know it's probably not going to happen, but it was Danny Green and Ben Simmons for CJ and Robert Covington. I got about as much faith in that as I do that I'm going to make the NBA. So <laughs> I, I don't think we're going to really have to talk about that one too much. Um, but this one right here, Honestly, before even trade talks had like really we even talked about this, I had heard this trade before and I I'm a fan of it. I don't know about you. Robert Covington for Marvin Bagley in a first round pick. Trying to pick from Sacramento? That's what it says. Twenty twenty three first round pick. Well then I would do it in a heartbeat because the yeah. Kings pick is probably gonna be like top three. Um but I'm I've heard Bagley has had a much better year this year than the previous um, couple. I just don't think he's that good. And he's like, what is he, a center? We don't really need a center. Um, I think technically he's a power forward, but he's tall enough yeah. to be a center. He's 6'11". So. I mean, if he can play power forward, then it makes it a little bit better. But I feel like we don't really need him. Um, the one issue with that is he would be, he's on an expiring deal, I think, too. Oh. So we would have to re-sign him which like you said he's not played very well so it's definitely someone we could afford to try to re-sign do we want to re-sign him like is he gonna contribute young. to a championship i i would be surprised yeah i mean obviously the first round pick i would assume it's gonna be like lottery protected or something so it wouldn't be this year's pick that we would get it probably be a couple years down the road yeah um, then in that case i think i would pass on that but for me, out of all the trades so far I've heard, including the Joe Ingles in the first round pick, I think I would take a chance on Marvin Bagley and the and the pick. Um, if you guys have any picks or trades that you could see happening, please feel free to talk about it because it is something interesting. To me, I've always seen Robert Covington as like a sweetener. So you CJ and Robert Covington, not just a Robert Covington for somebody. So yeah, I, f- I feel like it's hard for too. me to see it that way. I feel like that too, which is why one thing I think could be interesting. I haven't thought about this all the way through, but I know that I think that Boston has a trade exception. So basically, what that means is, and it's a big one. So basically, they can take Covington without sending out anything. So what I would try to find if something exists, get them to give up a first round pick and send that with CJ for like something else. So we add some value to CJ without actually giving up much. I don't know yeah. who who we, we would get in that return, but it was just a way to oh, Jalen Brown. Ah, sorry, what was that? <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. Um, no, I mean that's that's my pipe dream right there is Jalen Brown. And I have two other guys that I'm interested in with a Covington trade, which seem and it seems like a real like Neil Olshay trade, like a marginal improvement but you know like from a bench player slash borderline starter either um what's his name Kyle Anderson on uh Memphis Grizzlies mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that puts us under the tax as well I don't remember for sure um I think last time we talked about it you said it did okay then I, again I don't know if I don't know how interested uh Memphis is in Wellington um, I guess it depends on how much they think they would have to pay Kyle Anderson. And the other one that I actually like probably more than um, more than Kyle Anderson, even though it doesn't get us under the tax, 
is Josh Hart on the Pelicans. I would love to him. He's a good defender. He can play the four or the three. Um, and his shot has been pretty decent this year as well. So I think that could be a good pickup. Yeah, I'd be fine with Josh Hart. I actually like him a lot. So I have a I'd, friend uh, uh, who's a Pel- Pelicans fan, though. Oh, actually, Josh Hart hasn't shot that well. It's okay. Like, it's fine. Um, but yeah, I have a friend who's a Pelicans fan, and he feels like Josh Hart is really valuable to them, and they probably wouldn't do yeah. that trade. But From everybody that I've heard, that's the same thing, is that that's one of those pieces that they want to hold on to. But maybe if there's a three-team deal out there somewhere, we we can end up with that swap somehow. That could be interesting. Yeah. So, with that being said, let's move on to one last thing we wanted to talk about. One thing we haven't brought up at all, and it's kind of crazy, we've done two podcasts since and we haven't brought it up. Norman Powell has not been in for a while. Mm-hmm. He he had COVID, um, and then he was out for some personal reasons. It sounds like he's coming back tomorrow, so it's good to have him back. Um, you know, people were saying, oh, because because Norman Powell's not been in and we've been winning, we don't need Norman Powell. The difference is Norman Powell hasn't been having to play small forward at six foot three. That's the difference. Yeah. So I'm glad he's coming back. I hope everything's okay with Norman Powell. And I don't think anybody knows what's going on with him, um, personal wise. And truly, it's none of our business anyway. So I'm just I'm glad he's back. Um, yeah. Looking forward to seeing him. Um. Yeah, uh, he's been so good for us this year. So I think everyone knows that. And I'm excited to see him. Um, but that six three small forward thing you're talking about is definitely a concern. And yeah, let's. Uh, I guess let's see if same stuff happens now that happened with Dame, with the Dame CJ yeah, normal. Exactly. Right yep. So, um. So with with that being said, we like I just brought up. I've heard people saying we need to trade trade Norm. Do you think that's even something we should consider? Um, I understand why people think that because he's on a good contract. He's a great player. But we get like he's one of the few pieces that we have that actually has some trade value. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he's just so good that he's worth keeping, and he fits with Dame so well. If CJ's gone, yeah. So uh, normally I would say like no chance. Like I want to keep him hundred percent. The only reason why I would consider trading him is because. There's been some reports that he's been unhappy with his role and stuff. If he's like not bought in, then it might just be better to send him somewhere that you know he'll be more committed and get something back in return if possible. But if if Norm buys in, or if he's like, or if those were just exaggerated reports or something, then one hundred percent I want to keep him. I mean, hell, I'd be pissed off too if they had me playing. If if my six foot ass was playing center for the Blazers, I'd be pissed off too because I'd be getting, I'd be having a tough night every night. So I don't blame him for not being happy with his role. Yeah, that's um, another thing. If if slash when CJ is traded, I think he'll be a lot happier with his role. It's just when that'll happen. Yeah, I, I to me, I'd rather trade CJ than Norman. I think um, I'm operating under the assumption I'm like gonna get so disappointed, but I'm operating under the assumption that CJ is gonna be gone at the deadline. So. Yeah, I. To me, it's the only like. To me, if the real goal is to play for the playoffs, I mean, I guess something could happen in the off season, but it just doesn't make sense to wait that long. 
So to me, CJ's got to be traded. I mean, this is something we've been talking about for 20 episodes now, I feel like. But yeah, to me, I'd rather have Norm than CJ. The defense that Norm brings, the you know, he can still hit threes. He he can drive in. He's more consistent at you know finishing at the rim than CJ is. Not that CJ's terrible at it, but Norm's more consistent. Um, to me, he's just more valuable. He brings more to our team than CJ would at this point. I think um, most people would agree with you. Yeah. What about actually? Before we say that, I just want to say something. Did you notice? Did you ever know this that he was as bow legged as he is? As what? As bow legged as he is, no. Okay, so the commentators—I think it was—it was one of the Blazer commentators. I can't remember who it was. Made a comment about you know because he's bow legged, he's got such such good hops. And to me, I just like yeah, whatever. I saw a clip of him standing underneath the basket, just standing there, and the camera was behind him, like on the ground, pointing up at him. His legs are so bowed out; it's crazy. It almost like I don't almost like doesn't make sense how he could like jump like it's 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 weird. I don't know how to explain it. If you ever see it, just everyone listening, if you haven't noticed it, just look at it. It's crazy. It's so weird. But they say that people that are bow legged can have some pretty crazy hops and he definitely can jump. That's for sure. I'll keep an eye out for it next uh, next game, I guess. Yeah, sorry. That was off topic. (laughs) But anyways, what about uh, back to the trade situation? trading Nurk. Do we think it's do we think he's not coming back? Do we think we need to trade him? What do you think? Uh how about you go first on this? What do you, what do you think? I'm torn. I've been torn on it. Um to me, I don't think Nurk comes back. I don't think he wants to come back and I think Blazers know kind of where we're at. Granted, these last couple of games he's been playing very very well. In my head, though, it's one of those things where he's still a a very valuable center to have. And if our goal is to... Once again, it all comes down to CJ, what they do with CJ. Because if we don't trade CJ, then I, there's no way we're signing Nurk and Simons. It might only be one or the other, and Nurk would be the cheaper of the two. So I could see us re-signing Nurkic and not re-signing Simons. So to me... It's, it's so tough. It's so tough. Depending on where we're at playoff wise when the trade deadline comes around, if we're, if we're still battling for like the ninth, tenth seed, or you know, right there, I think trading him's the way to go and get some value for him because I don't think we resign him. And I don't think, I mean, maybe it's just me reading too much into it, but I feel like he's so frustrated with the organization itself that he doesn't want to come back either. Um, earlier in the season, I think we talked about this too, or maybe it was on one of the spaces. And then I was torn. I was like, I think Nurk is still positive value for us, but I understand trading him. Uh, these this last stretch of games where he's been playing like back to before injury, uh, before injury Nurk, not as good, but pretty close to it. I feel like I I'm one hundred percent on the side of wanting to keep him um because i feel like he'll he would resign and not for that much either uh and like obviously he's been so good for us but jason quick said that i don't remember the exact wording but i think he said that he ex- expects both nurk and covington to be traded 
Um, so I feel like I I'm not expecting Nurk to. Um, sorry, I am expecting Nurk to be traded, but I don't want him to. So you see him as wanting to resign and stay with us? Because I think we give him, we would give him a bigger role than most other teams would. Um, and we'd probably give him like what he's worth money wise. I don't think we would. I th- I think he's worth like around twelve to fourteen, and I think that's probably what he'd get. I don't see well, how many teams offering more than that either. That would be a lot. He 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 has gotten a bigger role since Billups has been in. So that you know, with Billups coming out saying that we want him to have a bigger role, that's it's true. He has had a bigger role, and he has done fairly well with it. There are there are games that he you know we've seen where he kind of loses. Um, interest or you know whatever yeah. whatever it is he kind of loses interest but for the most part he has been used more than we've used we're used to seeing um so yeah you i mean you could be right maybe he is happy with the usage that he has especially these last couple games it seems like dude's playing crazy i mean he's he's like like you said he's back to playing like how he used to play before the injury happened um so hopefully Hopefully that stays and it continues because that's only going to help us as the future goes on. I totally am fine with keeping Nurkic. I don't have an issue with it. I just... Me, personally, I don't feel like he wants to re-sign with us. The other thing for me is that I feel like he wouldn't want to leave Dame, like, in free agency. That's Yep, that's the Um, one thing there. Yeah, again, I think the front office probably thinks that let's try something new and just get some value out of him. Which, I guess I'm okay with it depending on the return, but I'm not super thrilled about it. So before we wrap this up, let's talk about the uh, the person we're really excited about, <laughs> Simons. Like we've said, he's uh, been playing unbelievable these last you know ten games. I mean, really, he's been playing great all season, but since Lillard's been out and he's kind of been the one in charge of everything he is it's crazy to see the difference that there are games where you can one of the problems i've always seen with simons is he settles for a lot of threes and i think a lot of people kind of complain about it is like he'll shoot you know nine or ten threes a game but at the same time lillard does the same thing and we don't have a problem with that and at the rate that he's been going these last couple games i don't really have a problem with it like we've said before we like seeing him drive in because he is gotten a lot better at finishing and you know creating plays at the rim so before we go any farther how, how do you feel like simons has runner slash floater has been yeah doing that a, a lot more floater going in a lot so i'm happy from to all angles too that. baseline like everywhere it doesn't matter where he's at that floater like nice. at least once a game and i'm happy with like it, it's a step you know yeah so before we go into the last question do you have anything you want to just kind of praise C- or uh, Anthony about or anything like that? I mean, I've talked about it like probably several times now, but his improvement in playmaking is the thing that like makes me completely in awe of him. Uh, the jump he's taken from last year to this year is just mm-hmm. in, in playmaking specifically, but obviously overall as well. He's making such nice passes. He's always finding the open man and, and they're like not Ashy, but it's they're like one-handed you know it's like pleasant it's pretty pretty to see so 
He's smooth with it. Yeah, he's so smooth. It's crazy. Do you think he's most improved player of the year? Probably not because of like who, who is there? I think Darius Garland has made made a big jump. Yeah. Um there's probably a couple guys there too. But if he continues the whole season like this, then I think he'll enter the conversation at least. Well, I mean, he's got at least six or seven more weeks of it of being the you know, the the point guard and having the ball in his hands. So he definitely could make a run at it. I definitely see it as a possibility that he could be. Honestly, it's I mean, crazy to say, but I feel like DeMar should be in the conversation as well. He has taken it to another level, but it usually goes to like a young guy who bro- broke out. So probably not. Let's be honest. The Bulls are fun to watch. Like, yeah, really fun to watch. I'm surprised. I didn't think they would be this good. And didn't we beat them, if I remember right? We did, but I don't remember if they were healthy. I think they might have been, yeah. I think they were because Zach Levine was going crazy, but then he missed the the last couple shots to yeah. to win the game. Uh, um. So with all that being said, on Simons, <laughs> do you think we should trade him? His value is at an all time high right now. Do you think it's something that we should try, or do we want to try to resign him? Yeah, his value is so high right now, and that he's probably the single best trade asset that we have. So if we're trying to make, you know. A move to get that last or like a second star he might be our best chance and it kills me to say it but i feel like we should at least um you know like kick the tires on him see if we can get someone like that maybe like um a jalen brown or maybe uh who else is there i don't know a siakam if he's available um if we can get one of those guys, like an all-NBA type player, then I think we should do it. Otherwise, no. To me, Jalen Brown, there's no way we get him unless it's for Lillard. And I'm going to be honest with you, I don't even know if Boston would do that because he's young. I mean, I think they probably would if it came down to it. But He's been having like just an okay season, though, so I think they might consider it. And like Boston's doing bad, so they might, they're probably feeling some pressure That's true. to That's true. shake it up or something. So for me, Simons has played unbelievable this whole year, you know, especially these last 10, 10 games. Um, to me, like you said, I agree with you. If, if he's our best chance at getting our, you know, our, our second best player, our second star, if that can happen, then I am 100% okay with it. I don't want to lose him for nothing, but at the same time, I don't want to give him away for nothing either. So. And the other hesitation I have with Simons is that if Dame does leave or if he gets, you know, I guess, if he hits, uh, if his age catches up to him, let's just say that, then we have a backup in Simons and we are like. Our rebuild is done. We're ready to, ready to build around Ant. We don't need to find that piece anymore. So that's why like, I feel really hesitant. So it would only have to be for like an all-NBA player. Yeah, I mean, he's so, so, so young. I mean, it's just... It's it's crazy to think about, Fawad. Like, y- you could think of one thing, and it can just branch off into 40 <laughs> different scenarios of why you would want to or why you wouldn't. So it's... It's so hard to spend, you know, 40, 40 minutes just sitting here talking about it for, you know, just a small five, 10 minute window. 
I mean, you literally could just do podcast after podcast mm-hmm. of why we should keep Ant, why we should trade CJ, why we should keep, you know, you know, all these different things. Um, yeah, and I don't. It's such a crazy situation to be in. Not many teams are like this where you can just be like, oh, I want to keep this guy, I want to keep this guy, I want to keep this guy, but I also want to trade the same guys. <laughs> you know, it's, just, it's just weird. Yeah, and I don't envy Joe Cronin for having to nope. be the one to figure out what we do. Um, speaking of him, though, he's still interim GM. I thought we would have appointed either him or someone else by now. So it's very interesting. It's weird. They're leaving that label on. Yeah, I mean, that's been a while now since he's been in there. And it's like, we haven't heard anything. Yeah, I thought like, like it, from the early to mid-January, we would get someone for sure. It's very strange. It's less than three weeks. It's very strange. Yeah, it's things are about to heat up. I think <laughs> we're gonna know real soon what the plan for this team is. Um, I think it was Jason so Quick. Hold on to your pants. Someone said that we're expected to be active um, at the deadline, but I've also heard that about a lot of teams. So unless you know the entire league's gonna have a shakeup, I wouldn't too much salt, uh, too much weight into it. But let's see. I hope we're active. Anyways, though, going back to, to Simon, think... I got sidetracked. Um, I'm trying to think of the last time we were super active around the trade deadline, like super, super active, because I feel like that's what it's going to be. We're going to make like multiple trades. I guess if you can count getting Rodney Hood and then signing Cantor from the buyout market, because it was like within like a week that's or two. That's true. Yeah. Uh, but in terms of trades, yeah, I feel like we just do one and that's it. I have a feeling this one's going to be an interesting one. Let's hope so. It better be. <laughs> yeah, going back to do you. Yeah, yeah go going for back it. to Simon's quickly. How do you feel about um, Dame, Simon's, and Norm all coexisting? If we choose to keep those three, and let's say we send out CJ for like uh, like a forward or something, um, do you think those three can can all coexist, or are we gonna have the same issue with the six three small forward, or what's gonna happen with that? How do you think? To me, I think we're going to have that same issue as the 6-3 small forward. But with that being said, the way Simons is playing right now, you could almost do this where Lillard doesn't have to play as much. Uh, You know, Simons can come in and run it just as well. Okay, maybe not just as well, but I mean, he's more than capable of from what we've seen. Yeah, he can hold his own. Without a doubt, if that were the case and Simons was coming off the bench, sixth man of the year for the next five years, I mean, he, the way he's playing right now, like, I, like I just, I don't, it's so hard to want to get rid of him because of how he's playing. To me, though, if we were to trade CJ, keep Simons, and have Norm still, if we were to start all three of them, it kind of would be just the same issue. Simons is already, we know, not a good defender. From what I remember, I think he might be the worst defender in the NBA. Like now that might have years gotten... ago. He's gotten a little bit better, but yeah, he's definitely not. You know, you can't call him a two-way player. Yeah. So if you have Lillard and and it's, I mean, it's pretty much the same situation. You're gonna have CJ and Dame, who are two, you know, below-average defenders, and then you're gonna switch in Simons. I think Simons is more athletic. Is athletically gifted enough to make up for some of the defensive issues where he can kind of recover on things. Yeah, I think it would be better than Dame CJ uh, Dame yeah, Dame CJ Norm, but it would probably still I do be too. not I ideal. do too. If if I had to pick between those two scenarios it would be Ant instead of CJ, but I still think we'd still have an issue with 
Norm being being the small forward. So, um, given that, who do you keep between Norm and Simons? Oh God, that's tough. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um. <sighs> I really like Norm a lot, but with how young Simons is and how well he's playing, I think I would probably pick Simons. I think I'm with you. Um, but it's hard. That's a hard one because Norm does play pretty, pretty good on-ball defense, and that's that's a tough one. That's actually a really tough one. I don't. I probably would go Simons, though. I probably would. Yeah, it's a super tough one. I've been thinking about it for like probably a week now, and I don't know the answer to that. But I think overall I agree with you. Um, like you said, if Simon is willing to come off the bench for the next three, four years and win six man of the year every year, I think that works. Uh, minutes wise, I think there's enough space for all three of them. Yeah, can play yeah. them all together for like five or ten minutes for the game, but not the entire time. Uh, but if Simon's wants to start, then I think we're back into CJ 2.0 with the three guard, three six three lineup. So Simon's wants to start, which he probably will. Because, uh, like, who wouldn't want to? I don't blame him. Yeah, yeah, I don't blame him. If he does want to start, then I think we have to choose between them. But if he's okay coming off the bench, not just this year, but, like, the next two, three years, um, then I'm okay with keeping them both. Yeah. Um. I mean, what's wrong with uh, Lou Williams? I mean, everyone loves Lou Williams, and there's nothing wrong with being six-man. Yeah. Not When you're playing starter minutes and you're, you know, closing out games... I've always been the type that's like, it's not who starts, but it's like who exactly. finishes those games. So to me, I could care less if I'm starting or not, as long as I'm in the mix to finish the game. I don't have to necessarily be when the buzzer sounds, but as long as I'm a key part of that finishing, I'm, that's, I'd rather be that role. Than yeah. And I'm sure starting. we can afford to have three guards for like just the last two, three minutes of the game. That probably sure, won't sure. be too bad. Yeah, it's, that's a good question. Uh, anybody listening? If you feel feel free to give us your answer, would you rather have Norm or Simons? Because that's a that's a good question. That be a that's poll a tough we could question. put up on the Discord and on, on Twitter. Yeah, I think let's. I'm. I'll, we'll do that. We'll do that. We'll even do it on Twitter too. Because that's a, that's a good question. Um, do you have anything else you want to add before we wrap it up? No, I think that's that's all for today. Okay. So with that being said, I just kind of wanted to give you guys a little little announcement. Um. We're going to be doing a couple, how do I want to say this? We're going to be joining up with a couple different other Blazer podcasts um, coming up pretty soon. Both will be going on their shows, their their podcasts, and they'll be coming to ours. And we'll kind of have just like a little group talk. Um, so look looking forward to that. It's going to be the the podland trailcasters uh, they host a lot of the spaces that we go in and talk to so we're going to join theirs they're going to join ours it's going to be a good time um i think we're still up on the air with how how soon it's going to happen but it is going to be pretty soon um there's also a newer podcast that just started it's called the point nine podcast um they they're more whole nba not just the blazers they are blazer fans and they're from portland i believe but um, they're more of like the entire NBA. Um, but I will be going on there. They're going to be, in the next couple of weeks, I'll be going on there to do an episode with them, and they're going to come join us for an episode. Um, I'm excited. It's it's going to be good to get everybody in here and kind of get a big group, talk together, and you know, 
see see what we can come up with. But I'm looking forward to to doing it both with them and us joining theirs. So other than that, uh, I don't have anything else to talk about. Fawad, I hope you have a good night. And everybody that's listening, I hope you guys have a good night. And as always, Rip City, baby.